Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, while for years we were transfixed on the threat COVID posed to the re- retail sector, in more recent months we've had the cost of living crisis as well to deal with. But while consumers are being forced to make some stark decisions about where to spend their money, so far the retail sales data indicates that spending has remained high. Join me now to discuss this and what we might do to attract the investment in our towns and cities, which I think need to be reimagined. I'm delighted to be joined by Neil Bannon. He's Executive Chairman of Commercial Property Consultancy Firm Bannon, and he joins me now. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Great. Thank you, Bobby. Now, Neil, you and I have talked for many years over many subjects. Um, What do you make of, I suppose, if we look at our capital cities at the moment, Post-COVID, there's been a shift. Um, Maybe we don't have the numbers that we once had coming into town. We've had a dispersion to suburbia with people at least working some of the time from home. So do we really, do we need to reimagine the cities in any way? I I think the the cities themselves remain very attractive places for a lot of retailers. Um, I think we're very poor at selling our cities. There's some really good data out there about the Irish consumer, about their their relative wealth, their propensity to spend, uh, and there isn't really a place for retailers to find that data. Um, so I think we, the cities, like if you look at Grafton Street over the last 12 months, we've gone from nine vacant units to one in, in a year. So a year ago, everyone was predicting the demise of Grafton Street as a concept, and here we are with eight, eight new retailers now fitting out or open to trade. Some really exciting stuff like Lego and Canada Goose Relocation and Lululemon and stuff. Some interesting brands. And could I ask you another question without, you know, quoting specific rents, but by and large, are these new openings that we've seen, these high-end retailers, are they coming in at a competitive rent? They're coming in at around where the rents were in 2019. So we saw a big fall off. Which obviously. is probably okay, is it? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's dramatically, it's about half the rent that was there in 2007. Um, but we saw that fall off in uh, the GFC, the Great Financial Crash after that. And then we saw a steady um, but a steady and um, rational increase in rents in a period of time from 2013 to 18-19 because it was, you know, 4 or 5% per annum. It wasn't off the charts sort of boom time Celtic Tiger stuff. We saw a theoretical step back during COVID, but there weren't any deals done during COVID, so that was somewhat theoretical. And then we saw deals happening again over the last year, which have really reinforced us back to where we were and a lot of the stats, to be honest, even wider retail sales stats and employment stats and everything else are back to where they were pre-COVID or better. So, okay. So it makes sense. But surely, and I, you'd agree with me on this, that it's in everybody's interest that the retailer pays a fair rent, that the landlord makes a fair profit, but ultimately that it's couched in a way that the retailer can survive there. It, it, the sustainable rents make sense for everybody. Um, the... If the retailer can't afford the rent, and we were, we were, this was proven during the post-big financial crash, proven again during COVID, if they can't afford to be there, they won't be there. They, they, they'll close up shop, the lease will be torn up, leases are shorter now anyway, rents can't go up forever because they go up or down on reviews. So there's a lot of rationality in the market that probably didn't exist prior to 08. Um, so there's no point in setting an artificially high rent because you won't get it, and if you do get it, it'll be reset at the next review. So that, that irrationality of the market is gone. What about if we look at shopping centres, and I know it's an area that you're very close to. Like, we haven't seen, and I think you've said it yourself, there hasn't been a new shopping centre built in in Ireland in how many years? 2010 was the last opening. Okay, Um, so 2010, that's 13 years ago. 
So we did see though some maybe some 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 areas for hope. We saw Foot Locker going into the ILAC Centre. It was reported earlier in the week, uh, thirteen thousand square feet. That will probably help that centre. But I also saw another one in the top floor of this shopping centre near me in Dunleary is now being occupied by a health centre. But at least it's been occupied and there's people in there. So tell me about the philosophy about reinvestment and re-energising shopping centres. The, the, the shopping centre market, as, as you say, hasn't been added to um, for over 10 years. In that period of time, like disposable income has gone up 54%. So there's a, there's a very good supply-demand dynamic out there in terms of the overall retail sector. And shopping centres generally, we manage uh, about 27% now of Ireland's retail stock and occupancy is is in the high 90s in the vast majority of that stock, to be honest with you. So there's very little vacancy because there's been very little retail failure because people didn't, except for the UK retail high street ones that I mentioned before. But there is a... So those that require reinvention are those that have a fundamental problem that pre-existed COVID or the great financial crisis, design issues like Dunleary is... It's a very, I don't um, know, has, has there been any money spent in Dunleary in, in 30 years? And it, and it has a lot of flaws. You know, it's a multiple level shopping centre. That upper floor has always struggled. So repositioning that into a different use makes an awful lot of sense. We do see big opportunities for shopping centres to form um, part of the work from home dynamic. There's an opportunity for working hubs in shopping centres. You know, I'd agree with you. You have yeah. your car parking, you have your coffee shop, you have yeah. your Wi-Fi, you know, why not? have somewhere you can plug in the laptop. and, and Absolutely, work I think well. that's a good idea. If we look at something like Cherrywood now, that's maybe, is that going to be the first one since 2010? It, it has been, but it's going to be the first one for the last 13 years, so yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. So yeah. what the effect of it, say, if we look at maybe, and if you look at the places like Black Rock, Dunleary, and I don't mean to be too parochial here, but Dundrum would have affected those. Will Cherrywood then, like, there's only so much retail spend. Does it tend to get moved around when the new kid comes on the block? Well, yeah, there's two aspects to that. One is uh, most shopping centres are now worth less than it costs to build them. Is that right? So it's, it's impossible to build a new product if the value is less than the, the cost of putting it there. So it's very challenging in anywhere to put a new shopping centre in. So the only place you're seeing people talk about new retail centres are in the special development zones, Adamstown and Cherrywood, where to build the housing they have to build the retail because it's right. part of a planning obligation so we're opening Adamstown in the next month with, with Quintain that's got a Tesco Aldi and 20 odd shops on a high street sort of environment so that's the first new one that'll have happened since 2010 and, and to your point about spend moving around you know retail consumers are not demographic you know democratic they will spend wherever is best bang for their book it's most attractive it's the most convenient it's the most pleasant experience so there is a risk when a new product comes along that it's shinier than the old product. But I wouldn't um, underestimate the, exist- the ability of the existing incumbents to compete strongly for their own spend. Finally, can I ask you, when you talk about you know, the, the level of savings that we have as a society, the indebtedness that we have, I think you've pointed out that we, you know, we owe less per head than any country in Europe. The turnaround there has been incredible. But... But on that point, well, maybe, so what are the stats on that? Well, uh, going into 2008, we were the most indebted consumers in the world. Double our consumer disposable income. Now we're less than the European average at less than 100% of our disposable income. But my point to you is this, just because this money is there and it's available, it doesn't necessarily find its way to retail, particularly bricks and mortar retail, or does it? Well, and it's a, it's a conundrum probably that I'm sort of struggling with. There is... 
we are paying down debt at an enormous rate in Ireland. We're saving at an enormous rate. The, the level of savings has gone up by and financial savings and pensions. But you can't buy a house. They've gone up by two hundred billion in the last ten years. So yeah. there is. But yet, you know, I mean, first time buyers can't get a house. And probably, that's probably why the savings and debt have gone down because there's less mortgages being taken out and people are saving. But there is at some point in time, if we kept going in the current trajectory. In aggregate, there would be no consumer debt in seven years' time in Ireland. Now, that doesn't mean nobody would have debt. Some would have lots of savings, some would have no some debt, but the, it's irrational that we would get to that point. So at some point in time, that money's got to spill over into the Irish economy. And some guys, some would go to pubs, some would go to holidays, some would go to shops, yeah. still, some would go online. But there's definitely a very uh, benign background uh, backdrop to the Irish retail sector looking forward because there's a lot of cash out there that's got to spill out at some point. Okay, well, always good to hear your analysis. Neil Bannon, Executive Chairman of Commercial Property Consultancy Firm. Bannon, thanks for joining us this morning. Cheers. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.